With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. California, todo lo bueno que me ha pasado ha sido el resultado de ayudando los demás. Así que, Se hizo fácil formar equipo con CalHope. The NFL Podcast Network is your home for all things football. Do you love hearing analysis around the league with a touch of mirth? Or maybe you enjoy breaking down X's and O's in the college scouting scene. Do you breathe, sleep, and eat fantasy football? Perhaps you love the funny headlines that emerge each week. What if you want in-depth news coverage with reporters? Or what if you want to know exactly how each team got its name? Well, you're in luck because the NFL Podcast Network has a show for everybody. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Gonzalez, the host of SI's new podcast, Sports Illustrated Weekly. Sports Illustrated has delivered some of the best storytelling in sports for 70 years. And now that continues on our show. Each week, we'll dive deep into the best stories from around the sports world. Sports Illustrated Weekly is available every Wednesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now. This is Straight Out of Vegas. Straight Out of Vegas! With the voice of Vegas, your host, RJ Bell. Pay that man his money. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Live from the Vegas Strip, the pregame show America has always wanted. With RJ Bell out, here's Bernie Fratto.
Well, you heard the man. It's that time of week again, and I'm glad you're here. Welcome to the party, pal. And welcome back to another award-winning edition of Straight Out of Vegas, the weekend version. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. So go to geico.com for a free rate quote. Huge show tonight. I'm going to help you unpack what happened this past week in Major League Baseball and, well, what you can expect next. Plus, we have some betting nuggets as well. Also, in about 15 minutes, Todd Dewey of the Las Vegas Review-Journal will join us. He's the betting columnist for the paper, and we'll chop up the last three months of a very surreal Las Vegas history, and we'll look ahead to the near future. It's about to get busy. Plus, we've got updates from the NBA and the NHL and of course, Mackinac Sports at the end of the show, a jam-packed Mackinac Sports tonight. Some good stuff and five, as many as five, well, maybe not best bets, but bets you might want to look at. Remember, sports are entertainment, but they're more than that. They're a shared experience. As such, well, people like to talk about them. So you've come to the right place. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. This is Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. And as they say in Rod Carew, Minnesota, it's going to be lit. All right, so what happened this past week in Major League Baseball was huge news. So let's talk baseball, as in Major League Baseball 2020, what happens next, and what you need to know. So see, right now the master plan is launching a three-week spring training starting next Wednesday and then beginning the regular season on Thursday, July 23rd. Now, Major League Baseball insists the regular season must end on September 27th. So that leaves 66 days to play 60 regular season games. So there's a little bit of wiggle room, but that's their best case scenario. So opening day, one month from Thursday. Are you ready? Now, why did they end up on 60 games? Well, here's why. You see, Major League Baseball made four return-to-play offers, but only one included full prorated pay, and thus that did not violate the March agreement, per se. That proposal came on June 17th, and it was for 60 games. Now, the Players Association counted with 70 games, and the meeting in the middle was apparently too much for the league, so the owners refused to submit a counterproposal, so here we are. Now, the owners insist they're going to lose money on each game played without fans. And the number I've heard is 640000 per game. Now, whether you believe them is irrelevant. That's what they claim, so the shorter the season, the better for them. At the same time, the Players Association, well, it's still possible they could file a grievance arguing Major League Baseball did not play as many games as possible so once the league offered 60 games at full prorated pay, it essentially had to stick to it. Now, there's been speculation Manfred would, he was going to you know, unilaterally implement a 48 or 50 game season to cut baseball's losses. So coming up with 60 games, well, I think it kind of makes the league look like it's extending an olive branch. Now, if you're a cynical person, you might see a 60 game season rather than a 50 game or a 48 game season is nothing more than the owners positioning themselves to defend against a grievance. We'll see if I'm right. They have 45 days to file for a grievance, and also I'm not a cynical person. So we'll see what a cynic would think and if that comes true. Now, Major League Baseball's four return-to-play proposals, just so you know, for the record, offered the players roughly one-third of their full-season salary over whatever number of games they talked about. So a 60-game season is prorated paid about 37%. And the owners stalled until they got what they wanted, and they tried to protect themselves again from the grievance. We'll see what happens. Now, as I just said a minute ago, the union has 
45 days to file a grievance once Manfred puts out the formal schedule, which I think is upon us just any minute. And the Players Association is going to argue that the, you know, the owners did not make their best efforts to play as many games as possible as required by the March agreement. And matter of fact, last month, the union wanted to see financial documents that would show, you know, why another pay round or excuse me, another round of pay reductions would have been necessary. And baseball, the owners, well, they didn't really respond. And I, would you really expect them to open their books? But here's the deal. I just want you to know, because you heard the you know, term grievance a lot. A grievance is based on facts, not speculation, not wish list or hurt feelings. The Players Association, if they file a grievance, will point out that Major League Baseball proposed to play 82 games at one point, and the league did not provide enough evidence showing that the further pay reductions or a shorter season were necessary. The fact that the owners asked the players to waive its right to a grievance in its last proposal is a pretty good indication the owners wanted to cover their butt. So Major League Baseball will cite a clause in the March agreement saying that the schedule was formed while, quote, taking into account players' safety and health, rescheduling needs, competitive considerations, stadium availability, and, this is the key one, the economic feasibility of various alternatives. Meaning that the owners, when they agreed to the 82 games, asserted they believed it would be in front of fans. They found out later it would not be in front of fans. Therein lies the argument. Owners could also file their own grievance, saying the players violated the March agreement by not negotiating salaries in good faith. So just so you know, a grievance will not interrupt any play, and it actually could take many years to resolve. The last, the most recent one, you may remember, when the Cubs didn't call Chris Bryant up to the big leagues to begin the 2015 season because they wanted to delay a month so it would delay his service time and delay his free agency. Well, that took five years to resolve. The 1985 collusion case did not land in front of an arbitrator for two and a half years. So once a grievance is heard, the Players Association could be, well, potentially awarded millions. And they, they might seek as, as much as a billion in damages and back pay and, get, and even possibly get a deeper look into Major League Baseball's books during the discovery phase. Again, this, is, this part's all speculation because a grievance is an enormous piece of leverage heading into the collective bargaining agreement, the negotiations that are going to happen after the 2021 season. I'm telling you, it's going to be brutal. And the uh, Players Association could, you know, they could trade dropping the grievance to gain other concessions. One of the things they've talked about, a higher minimum salary or protections for free agents. So if the union files a grievance, um, we'll see what happens. As far as whether or not they threaten to file it as a, as a negotiation piece, or they really, they really do file one, uh, again, as leverage against the 2021 negotiations remains to be seen. What I find interesting you know, wrapping up this baseball, is what was really left on the table. If you looked at, you know, they never came to an agreement, right? They really didn't. Manfred, you know, utilizes executive power and he unilaterally implemented the season. That means it's basically going to be sort of business as usual in 2020. But make no mistake, because both sides, in some of the earlier proposals that were put forth, they left a lot on the table, actually, in an, in an effort to reach an actual agreement that would allow them to return to play. Here's some examples. Expanded postseason in 2020 and 2021. They were talking about a 14-team and maybe even a 16-team format. That would have been more revenue. They left that on the table. Advertisement patches on jerseys. Left that on the table. 
the universal designated hitter, which they'll have this year, but they won't have in 2021. And also the elimination of the qualifying offer for the 2021 season only. By the way, they also left on the table, the players did, full salary guarantee for arbitration-eligible players rather than partial termination play if a player is released in spring training. So they're hunkering down to fight again next year. And had the, had the you know, Players Association agreed to an expanded postseason and ads on jerseys, well, they would have become permanent and with the next uh, you know, collective bargaining agreement. Now, there's no putting the toothpaste back in the tube on that one. So by rejecting the proposal, the players, well, they can still use it as a leveraging tool during next year's negotiations because it's not something they gave up on easily this year. So the last proposal that the owners put out included an expanded postseason, ads on jerseys, and would have given the players concessions up to an additional $25 million in postseason pool money, partial salary and advance forgiveness on the loans and the original $170 million back in, uh, in March. And that would have pushed the total compensation to, quote, 104% of their prorated salary, according to Major League Baseball's calculations, or 62.4 games in salary, essentially, in a 60-game season. So the Players Association would have had to give Major League Baseball all that and waive its right to a grievance for basically only two extra games of pay, while still assuming what they consider to be some health risks and playing and traveling during the pandemic. So... If you're on the union side, I guess you're not surprised they rejected the proposal. But what this means is, yeah, we're going to have baseball this year, and we'll have it in 2021. But all around Christmas 2021, look for it to start to get very ugly. And people I trust say there's a, a real possibility, if not a probability, there's going to be a strike in 2022. All right, let's not get too, too ahead of ourselves here. You know, we haven't talked college football in a minute, so let's take a minute to talk a little college football tonight. And I'm going to share the fact on what we might be facing in the fall. And just so you know, this is not the first time we face this situation. I'll explain. But first, one thing that really kind of sticks in my craw is how is it that Korea and Japan can resume their baseball seasons and Australia can have their football season and Europe can get soccer back on the pitch. And here we are in America, the greatest country in the world. We just seem verklempt. And when it comes to college football, I bet you didn't know that the potential fractured schedule that pundits have warned us about this upcoming season, well, this wouldn't be the first time we're in this predicament. This could actually resemble something, for a different reason, that actually happened back in 1943. Now, look, in a perfect world, we'll have all the teams and conferences kick off their seasons at the same time and play the same number of games, but things are currently far removed from ideal. Hence, the uniformity that we've all come to enjoy could really be out the window when the college football season gets underway. Hopefully, as I said, it wouldn't be the first time. See, back in World War II, and this was not a global pandemic, the 1940 season was one of the staggered starts and conference standings that appeared rather uneven. 77 years later, with preseason camps scheduled to get underway in less than two months. Well, the discussion of whether students will be able to return to campus for the fall semester is one that's really been heating up. As a matter of fact, back on May 8th, NCAA President Mark Emmert basically said that college athletes are college students and you can't have college sports if you don't have colleges open. All right. Emmert also said that the NCAA, understanding that some of the states are in better shape than others with respect to the impacts of the coronavirus, well, he's not going to mandate, uh, excuse me, mandate a uniform date as to when college athletics can resume. This is where it gets spooky. And the Pac-12 announced the conference and its member schools will determine when campus is open. That determination will be based on information 
from the local government officials and experts. And because this pandemic is unpredictable and it's got an unpredictable nature, any projections, any predictions I'd make tonight, there's just no way. See, because back in 1943, for a far different reason in a completely different era, many logistical hurdles in 1943 also had to be overcome when more than 100 college football teams, many of them smaller schools, but some nationally known programs, well, they didn't take the field due to a shortage of manpower because millions of young men were serving in the military fighting a war. Now, in addition to not having enough players, there was gasoline rationing, there were other restrictions that curtailed travel, and schools, and I mean, all, all of the, this constellation of events conspired to basically shut down a lot of programs. And not all teams were fortunate enough to get their season started at the same time. And it resulted in a disparity of the number of games played by season's end, even in the same conference. So, see, it's happened before. The SEC only had five of its member schools participate that season. Vanderbilt didn't even play a conference game. And, uh, you know, same situation in the Pac-12. Well, it was called the Pac-12. It was called the Pacific Coast Conference back then. Only four of the teams in that conference played a season. Now, helping to fill the void were military bases. When what's interesting, <laughs> how they how they put these teams together. Some of the rosters actually featured active military duty personnel. Many who were uh, assigned to college football teams while still living on their bases. Now, the opening week of the season consisted of five games, only one of which had two colleges: Yale, where McKenzie went, defeated Muhlenberg. <laughs> if you're scoring at home. Most teams did not kick off the season until the third week of action, and some not until the fourth. North Carolina, for example, they played its first game the same day Yale played its fourth. By that time, a little school out of Iowa. Iowa Sam will love this. The Iowa pre-flight U.S. Naval installation at the University of Iowa campus, they were 9-1. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On that season and finished second in the AP poll to Notre Dame. Notre Dame, and then, of course, was quarterbacked by Heisman Trophy, Angelo Bertelli. In the top five, the usual suspects, Michigan, Purdue, Navy, 
And thanks to a squad consisting of players from Navy and Marine active duty players on campus, true story, Purdue had one of their best teams in history. They went 9-0, and and they outscored their opponents 214-55. And they actually won a conference title. It was only called the Western Conference, and it wasn't called the Big Ten yet. So the moral of the story, look, is buckle up, hold on, because having a college football season is one thing. Having it look normal is quite another. The hope is the conference titles and the regular stuff will be won seven months from now, won't look so disjointed. Even if it is, well, we're going to have to live with it. Coming up, a gentleman who covers sports for the Las Vegas Review-Journal, and for the last three months, it's been a little weird, to say the least. He'll join us next. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. To include your FICO credit score and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted. So don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. Straight Out of Vegas! The great Bernie Fratto, folks. I'm John Gonzalez the host of Sports Illustrated Weekly. Sports Illustrated has delivered the best storytelling in sports for 70 years. First in the pages of the magazine, then on SI.com, and now that tradition continues on a new podcast. Each week, we'll dive deep into the best stories from around the sports world. We'll ask the questions that we're all wondering and push for the answers we all want. Everything from investigating the Super Bowl's impact on L.A., to examining why booing is as big a part of the fan experience as cheering. Sports Illustrated Weekly is here to bring you the entertaining tales you can't get anywhere else. The kinds of stories that make you smile and laugh, clap and cry, marvel, think, and fall in love with sports all over again. Sports Illustrated Weekly is available every Wednesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. We are back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Fratto coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Let's welcome in a gentleman, good friend for many years, does a great job for the Las Vegas Review Journal, keeping everybody up to date on all the sports betting information. Say hello to Todd Dewey. Todd, thanks for coming on again tonight. Uh, Thanks for having me on, Bernie. You know, it's been a really weird three months. So let's look forward, not backward. And so we don't have the four majors yet, but we do have other sports. Talk about which ones have had the most handle and the most action since the shutdown. 
Well, looking back just a little, it's pretty surprising when major American sports shut down. Russian ping pong, of all things, was right. leading the way in betting handle. They had a guy out here hit a $50 10 team and paid $10,000 all favorites. And uh, the guys out at William Hill out here were taking six figures a day on Russian table tennis. There's like 90 matches a day that go real quick, so people were betting those for a while. But now that other sports have came back, uh, UFC has been leading the way with a lot of action, and, and now that golf has come back too, that's been taking six figures of action. Just tonight, uh, a better at William Hill out here in Nevada had a $100,000 wager on Dan Hooker as a two-to-one underdog in the main event uh, of UFC. And it was a, one of the best UFC fights I've seen. He ended up losing that bet. And also the last two weeks at the MGM Grand Conference Center, top-ranked boxing card, you have right. those guys that like to bet big favorites to win a little. In the last two weeks, uh, the guy put a $188,000 bet to win four grand on Gabriel Flores Jr. and 192,000 to win 15 grand on a guy named Orlando Gonzalez Ruiz. So, so people are starting to bet uh, six-figure bets again on the combat sports and uh, overall UFC and and then golf's getting a lot of action lately too. But Russian ping pong's still hanging in there, Bernie. Yeah, no, very true. And I I saw that and uh, I found it kind of interesting. But look, it's the money is green. And when guys can find an edge uh, or potential market inefficiency, they're going to exploit it real quickly. Two weeks from tonight, uh, Fight Island will make their debut in the UFC. There's three championship bouts. I know it's a little bit early. Are you starting to see a handle grow on that? Uh, well, I'm sure they just, you know, most people bet on uh, tonight's fights, got all the action, and uh, I'm sure the, you know, majority of the action usually comes in on fight night of the day sure. or two before, but but I'm sure that was, you know, like I said, UFC, the guys over at the Westgate, one of the most respected books out there, say the UFC's been carrying them. They just opened their book uh, last Thursday, and um, before then, they just had their app open, and that's what's has been carrying them as UFC action, so I'm sure you're going to see plenty of action on those events. Speaking of opening, Todd, uh, um, let's see, three weeks from Thursday, we'll have opening day in baseball, and obviously the odds are a little bit different now than they were in February. Not a lot, but what are you seeing along uh, Major League Baseball lines in terms of uh, the updated odds? Yeah, with with being a 60-game schedule as opposed to the 162-game schedule, you still have the Yankees and Dodgers as the clear-cut favorites, and then the Astros uh, goes up to double digits. But uh, the long the the favorites have been made longer by the Las Vegas oddmakers, and the long shots have been made shorter. Like a team like the Royals was a th- uh, thousand to one before this. Uh, went down the shutdown, and now they've been dropped to 300 to one. And the Marlins have, have done the same thing. And so, just with the the smaller sample size, the the bookmakers out here think you know some long shots uh, have a better chance to make some noise. You never know what can happen. I mean, I'm sure you know the Nationals last year started out 19 and 31. They wouldn't have even made the playoffs under this format and end up turning it around and winning the World Series. So. There's a chance some other uh, team could just have a hot streak uh, over the 60 games and make a run at it. 
No, that's absolutely true. Uh, we're talking with Todd Dewey of the Las Vegas Review Journal. Sports betting reporter does a great job here in Las Vegas. Todd, uh, one of the uh, conversations uh, that's been you know, percolating for a couple of weeks, but I think it's picking up steam even now, given that some NBA game, individual game lines have now been set those first couple of days. What are your thoughts on handicapping these and how the bookmakers look at them since they're going to be played in empty arenas? Yeah, they're, they're looking at it as uh, making the lines like they do on neutral site games. So, for instance, uh, I was talking to some of the guys, and, you know, for the Bucks and the Celtics, if it was in Milwaukee, the Bucks might be favored by seven and a half, but as they're playing on a neutral site in Orlando, the, the Bucks are favored by five and a half. And uh, they have the Clippers and the Lakers lines up. That's a pick them on opening night, July 30th. And they don't think it's really going to affect the lines too much. Just uh, – they said the, the – you know, the – a home home court might be worth as much three or four in the playoffs, but down here in Orlando, they'll probably just drop it by two points, like the Bucks by five and a half as opposed to seven and a half. And uh, maybe the totals might be a little lower, where you don't have as much energy from the crowd. Sure. But one of the things I'm I'm thinking about Bernie is, you know, in the playoffs, it's going to be interesting to see the zigzag theory in the playoffs that better right. use especially when a team gets down 2-0 in a series and then heads back home for game three. That's always a huge popular play, even in the first quarter and first half, because uh, the team's in desperation mode. So it'll be interesting to see how the lines adjust for those when the playoffs start and, uh, and also, you know, if a team does bounce back in that position. They also have the opening lineup on uh, the, the opening day of the Yankees and Nationals. Uh, Yankees are a minus-110 favorite with Cole over Scherzer, and the total is seven. They think those totals might go up overall with the DH in the National League as well and then a runner starting on second and extra innings. So probably see some totals go up, but not for that one on opening day. Wrapping it up with Todd Dewey of the Las Vegas Review Journal. Todd, final question. There's going to be so much pent-up demand when August rolls around. Of the three majors that are returning, the NHL, the NBA, and Major League Baseball, which do the books expect to get the most action? Oh, it's hard to say. Uh, I know out here the the night the gold the Vegas Golden Knights hockey team is very popular, so there'll be a lot of NHL action in the playoffs, and, and the NBA always gets a lot of action in the playoffs. So I would say NBA, NHL, and MLB. I would guess in that order. Todd, uh, thanks so much for coming on tonight. Keep up the great work, buddy. Thanks for having me, Bernie. That is Todd Dewey of the Las Vegas. Review Journal. You can also read his columns online, lvrj.com. Go to the betting section. It's always a great read and a very uh, topical. Coming up, well, Dak Prescott did sign his franchise tag. I'll give you my thoughts on that as well as a quick tidbit on the NHL. But first, let's go to the man. Well, he likes to live dangerously. <laughs> In fact, the other day, 
He went to the refrigerator for some milk, and it was two days past the expiration date. He drank it anyway. It's Brian Finley with the latest. Bernie, thank you so much. If I added that tidbit to my resume, I probably would have gotten the job at Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, multiple <laughs> reports. Uh, <laughs> according Look at all those tickets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Finally, those will add up to something. Maybe one of those big stuffed animals. Uh, multiple reports are saying the NBA and the Players Association are talking with Nike about giving guys the option to substitute the last name on the back of their jerseys with a statement for social justice. Players received a text message, quote, look out for more details in the coming days, end quote. Under Armour is trying to divorce from their 15-year, $280 million marriage with UCLA. Under Armour blaming UCLA for a lack of marketing benefits, although the company forgot to include the bit where its stock price dropped from $44 when they signed with UCLA in 2016 to now it being $9 per share today. Uh, Kevin Harvick erased an 0 for 38 record at Pocono by taking the checkers Saturday in the Cup Series event. The circuit reloads for another dose of fun with another race Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Brennan Todd drumming up a 61 on Saturday on the PGA Tour in Connecticut. He clings to a two-shot lead heading into the final round of the Travelers Championship. Phil Mickelson face-planted with a Saturday 71. He is six shots back. Let's head back to the venerable Viceroy of Vegas, Bernie Fratto. Oh, look at that alliteration from that <laughs> silver-tongued devil known as Brian Finley. Thank you, my friend. You, you, you hear him all week working with the big stars. I'm so appreciative you're willing to slum it with me on Saturday night. Oh, man, you are a big deal, Bernie. Stop it. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. All right, Dallas Cowboy quarterback Dak Prescott this last Monday. Well, he signed an exclusive franchise tag for a reported $31.4 million. Now, by signing this tender... Prescott, he is contractually obligated to report to training camp on time, whether or not he and the Cowboys can figure out a long-term deal. Now, I think this is a nice deal for Dak Prescott because, yeah, he's 41-27 and 27 as a starter, but he's 6-12 and 12 straight up and against the spread against opponents with an above 600 winning percentage. And, oh, by the way, in that same situation last year, he was 0-6 straight up and 1-5 against the number. I'm not picking on the guy. But look, if you're going to be in fast company like that, feel free to win some playoff games or even get to a Super Bowl. Sorry. No, I like Dak Prescott. But this past offseason, the Cowboys made an offer to Prescott that would put him among the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL. Russell Wilson is the highest paid at $35 million a season, followed by Ben Roethlisberger at 34. Now, it's only obvious here, there's something about Prescott and owner Jerry Jones there, there's something there. I'm telling you, they're not in love with each other. I'm smelling something funny. And you got Andy Dalton waiting in the wings. And you know what? Don't poo-poo Andy Dalton. Give credit to Jerry Jones this past these past couple of months for getting an insurance policy. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast. And this time... 
with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Finding over the best insurance policy of the year, courtesy of the Andy Dalton Agency. Don't tell me a backup quarterback isn't important. He can be worth his weight in gold. You don't believe me? Just ask the 1972 Miami Dolphins. They're the only team ever to go undefeated and make Mercury Morris obnoxious for six decades. Now, I bet you didn't know they did it with a backup quarterback. That's right. Starter Bob Greasy went down week six, and Earl Morrill guided the team all the way to the Super Bowl. And how soon we forget, Carson Wentz got hurt two years ago for the Eagles. Enter Nick Foles. You know what happened. Even last season, huge props to Teddy Bridgewater. He kept the seat warm for five weeks when Drew Brees went down. And not only that, he went 5-0, and including beating Seattle in September under Pete Carroll, beating a Pete Carroll team in Seattle in September. No team had ever done that in the entire Pete Carroll tenure. Back to Andy Dalton. Now, I wish no ill will for Dak Prescott. And I think it's good for football when the Cowboys win. But God forbid something happens. Just so you know, since 2011, Andy Dalton is one of just six quarterbacks in the NFL to accomplish the following. 30,000 pass yards, 200 passing touchdowns, 70 wins. Only six other quarterbacks, only six quarterbacks, excuse me, in history have done that. Their names, Drew Brees, Super Bowl winner. Aaron Rodgers, Super Bowl winner. Tom Brady, I think you've heard of him. Matt Ryan, who would have won a Super Bowl if he could have held a 28-3 lead. And Ben Roethlisberger, Super Bowl winner. Andy Dalton is on that list. By the way, real quickly on the NHL, because they got out ahead of this in front of everybody, while there's great concern when the leagues return, will they be able to finish the seasons due to the unknown uh, nature of the coronavirus? Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly announced recently that the league, the NHL, they're not only going to test players on a daily basis, what they're going to do is they're going to test them every evening, and those results were going to be obtained before they ever leave their hotel the next morning. When you add it all up, they're going to do about 35,000 tests at a cost of $125 a week because the NHL is determined to get through the playoffs. So even though the price tag is millions of dollars, it's a small price, they believe, to get the game back on the ice and complete the season. Now, by the way, and if you're watching baseball, the NHL and their Players Association, they're actually close to agreeing on a new CBA. That's how baseball will follow suit. Anyway, you slice it. Not much longer, and we'll actually be talking about real sports like we're going to do in the next segment. You know him, you love me, can't lay without him. It's Mackin' on Sports, man. We got a lot to get to because there are actual game schedules announced and actual lines for those games, and we're going to break them down for you in rapid-fire fashion. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically. 
with no limit as to how much we'll match. Millions of people a year are getting their cash back match. Discover Cashback Match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cashback match. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted. So don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out Vegas. Straight out of Vegas! The NFL Podcast Network is your home for all things football. Do you love hearing analysis around the league with a touch of mirth? Or maybe you enjoy breaking down X's and O's in the college scouting scene. Do you breathe, sleep, and eat fantasy football? Perhaps you love the funny headlines that emerge each week. What if you want in-depth news coverage with reporters? Or what if you want to know exactly how each team got its name? Well, you're in luck because the NFL Podcast Network has a show for everybody. Our vast network has the NFL's best talent bringing you right into the action each week. There's always room to add more football into your podcast rotation, and our vast group of shows will surely keep you up to date with everything you need to know surrounding the National Football League. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hi, everybody. I'm Rachel Bonetta, and I have my very own podcast called Benched with Bonetta. You kidding me? Woo! I'm just here so I won't get fined. You may know me from Game Day View or Game Day Morning on NFL Network. Basically, any shows with the word game in it, odds are you'll find me there. Every week, I'm going to be talking about all the things I find fascinating about the NFL, like breaking down games, questioning Tom Brady's genetic makeup. It's going to be great. I'm also doing something that has never been done before. I'm opening my DMs. DMs now open. We want to hear from you, fans of the NFL. And when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Did you commit a misdemeanor crime when you were 12 and need to tell somebody about it? Please, for the love of Roger Goodell, do not tell me. I can be held accountable. Listen every Tuesday and join me on the bench. Subscribe now and listen to the Benched with Bonetta podcast on the iHeartRadio app on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We are back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Fratto coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. And before I go any further, let me thank my broadcast team back in Los Angeles doing a stellar job, superlative, outstanding. Can I think of any more adjectives? No, I can't. Brian Finley, Chris Perfett, Bo Benson, really appreciate what you guys do. This ain't easy. The trick is making it look easy, and you guys do it. You do a great job. All right, you know him, you love him, you can't live without him. It is Mackinac Sports with Mackenzie Rivers uh, sweeping the nation since February 8th. Let's jump right into it because we've got a set NBA schedule with lines. And I got to tell you, let's start with the top. Zion Williamson 
I, for one, am excited. I know conspiracy theories. <laughs> Theorists don't, you know, they wanted, they, they, they were wondering, did the NBA mm. just shoehorn him in? Well, let me tell you, if you don't want to see Zion come back and play, you need to lie down with a cold compress and get yourself some warm milk and soft <laughs> music. What are your thoughts about Zion? That's right. The NBA this week denied any reports that they set up their 22-team format to include Zion. But here's something I know for sure. They set up their TV schedule with 100% focus to get as much Zion on your television screen this summer as humanly possible. And Bernie, I, I fully expected to come on here and say Jazz, down arrow, Pelicans, up arrow, best bet Pelicans. Fully expected. I was looking forward to it all week. The line comes out, plus two and a half, I'm ready. People thought, like me, it got steamed to minus one. And I know we're not supposed to bring up bets that we can't make anymore. I just say it for this. When sports comes back, you have to remember the basics, the basic strategy of betting sports. You can't bet a number at minus one. That was just plus two and a half, so I got to pass that game. Yeah, you always want to get the best number. You don't want to get the worst of the number. But I will say this. I'm really interested to see what Zion can do. Obviously, his college career, he had the speed bump with the shoe. A year ago now, we're getting ready to cover the NBA Summer League, which I've covered for eight years. He really lit it up in a very short amount of time. His, yep. The beginning of his NBA career was delayed, but he proved he belonged immediately. He was almost a min among boys some games. Now we get to see him in a quasi-playoff format. And here's the thing, Bernie. He had that knee problem this fall. He came back maybe half as athletic as he was in college. He still has unbelievable power, unbelievable first step. But he actually is one of the few NBA players that's been practicing practicing yes. at the team facility. He got yes. special permission. And everyone say the I mean everyone on the Pelican says he's gonna shock people when he hits the floor. Yeah. I, that actually reminds me of a bet that I do want to make, which is Pelicans over three and a half. I'm not sure if they're gonna make okay, the playoffs. Let's set this up. So yeah. every NBA team yep. is gonna play eight games yeah okay so the win total over three and a half wins it's shaded to the plus it's it shaded to the favorite minus 140 yep, you got to lay 140 but I, I have them favored in seven of their eight games i mean if they're favored by one against the jazz when they're facing the kings or the spurs that should be three or four points in my opinion i don't get this number i think they have a good expectation at four and a half wins only laying minus 140 i'm going to take the pelicans i'll be happy to do it and not for you know i'll tell you what not for nothing mckenzie the, the Grizzlies are actually playing for a playoff spot. Yep. And so there is also a prop, will the Grizzlies make the playoffs? And everyone's saying how the Grizzlies had a rough deal because they have such a tough schedule, but they had a really tough schedule. They actually had the toughest schedule in the NBA down the stretch. So the NBA is actually being fair, giving the Pelicans the easier of the two schedules. And it's not just the Pelicans. The Trailblazers are getting a couple key people back. Damian Lillard is by far the best player in this kind of 7-9 through nine area. I don't think the Grizzlies are as good as they're made out to be. They had the easiest schedule in the NBA so far. I actually don't think they're going to win more than four games. I think they're going to get into that play-in tournament. And then I like the experience of the Pelicans, Blazers, or even the Spurs to take them down in that, that uh, two-game play-in. So the current prop bet, will the Grizzlies make the playoffs? I like the no and it's minus, minus 140. 140. That's okay, right. Well, I think, that, I think that's actually a pretty good bet. That's a tall order, and I think the Blazers in their first game, when you know, you got the best player on the floor in Damian Lillard, and this is look, he didn't want to come back unless they had a chance to be <laughs> right? right. So they're really motivated. 
This pick I'm intrigued with. The Miami Heat, who I've talked to some Sharps, who have got their eye on them. They yes. play the Denver Nuggets. And I guess the big thing that people will be noticing is Jokic's weight loss. And does that affect his game? He lost about 30 pounds. And I think long term, Nikola Jokic is going to be well served to be in a leaner body. But he's never played in this body before. I mean, he said it himself. He used to have McDonald's after games. He's never had to make this huge uh, body adjustment. And we've seen there's a precedent for this, Bernie. LeBron James actually lost about 15 pounds in his first year in Cleveland. He wasn't the same the right away. Remember, he took that two-week sabbatical to Miami to kind of get his conditioning right. Because losing that weight, being in a different body than you're used to your whole life, it takes a little while. I think the Nuggets are a play against team. And Miami... Well, they're in Florida. They might be used to the humidity. I like Jimmy Butler. I like the kind of uh, mindset they have with Spolstra. I think they're going to be a team to compete. Maybe a dark horse in the East. The Brooklyn Nets will also be taking the floor. And the one thing we know for sure, the two things you know for sure, <laughs> there will be no Uncle Drew. Nope. And there will be no Kevin Durant. The Slim Reaper will be keeping his scythe at home. But the Orlando Magic... Minus two against Brooklyn, Sands, Kevin Durant, and uh, Kyrie Irving. Who do you like in that game? I could only look to Orlando. Again, they're in Orlando. You know, home yeah, court advantage. Right. Yep. It's not just the roaring fans. You know, having that comfortability with your own setup. I like Orlando. I think they're going to be more cohesive to start. All right. This is, a, I think, an intriguing prop. Yes. Who will win more games, the Clippers or the Lakers? And you can get the Lakers at plus money, plus 125. I've given you a buzz of best bets I like. This is my best bet on Saturday night this evening. Think about it. Clippers are pick em, game one against L.A. That's your minus one now. Exactly. You can. They're, they're, they've swung to the favorite in many spots, but they're supposed to be the worst team, and the Lakers have the harder schedule down the stretch, and the third thing is, the Lakers don't have anything to play for. Unlike the Clippers, who have to protect the second spot, That's right. the Lakers could go 500 and easily get the first spot. So they have a five-game lead, they're not going to be playing down the end of the stretch, and you're getting plus 20, 125 that the Clippers are going to win. I like the Clippers in Game 1, and I definitely think they're going to win more games in these eight-seeding games than the Lakers. Well, first of all... Um I actually, this is my best bet in nice. this segment. I like Great the Clippers minus one, or you could actually play them on the money line, minus 114. So if they win by one, you're not stuck with a push. The following is not being reported to a great degree, in my humble opinion. No Avery Bradley. Yes, sir. Okay, now here's why I say that. This is not only a starter, he brings a lot of defensive savvy and a lot of mental toughness. And the truth of the matter is, when a bunch of stars take the floor that night, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, okay, it's a matter of motivation. The Clippers, I believe, are going to be very motivated. they got some work to do, as you just said, to solidify the number two seed, although I don't think they're that worried about seeding. No. They're very good. No home court. They go 10 deep. Well, you're right. Yep. But but if they're the number two seed, they would not have to play the Lakers until the finals. Yes, the, the yes, they're going to the want that for conference sure. Conference finals. They're not going to catch the Lakers for the top spot, barring something crazy, because they're five and a half games back. I think there's actually a question of motivation for the Lakers. Definitely, okay? definitely. I mean, how how many other stars are really going to want to get significant reps? And I'm telling you, they're going to miss Avery Bradley. LeBron James has been very methodical about taking the gas, his foot off the gas when necessary, and putting it on. They don't have anything to play for. And you mentioned the the Clippers Lakers battle. The Clippers have played the Lakers three times this season. They, the Lakers won one. In that game, the great Avery Bradley not only guarded Lou Williams, but he hit six threes. People acting like, oh, he's just one of many. Avery Bradley's probably the best perimeter defender that they have as far as guarding smaller players. Rondo yes. can't do it anymore. No, no. So now Lou Williams, sweet Lou, is going to you know kind of get off. 
I kind of like the Clippers big in that game, especially because they've never they've uh, Avery Bradley started 44 out of 49 games he's played this year. They've been used to him in the lineup. Just getting those reps without him is going to be difficult. I like Kawhi the Clippers to take that one. I I very much like the Clippers in that game, and it reminds me of the opening game of the year when the Lakers jumped out yes, to the lead, and in the second half, the Clippers put him in a vice, and they they showed that they are 10 deep. They play crazy defense. I love Doc Rivers. They've got they can run a bunch of guys at LeBron, and I think LeBron's going to pace himself a little bit till he gets into the actual playoffs. I like the Clippers in that game. Final thought. So we've already had one training camp, and then end with a, a Lakers Clippers matchup. That's exactly the same scenario we're going to get. And now we have Marcus Morris to check AD a little bit better. All right, really good stuff here. This is Mackinac Rivers. We've now got NBA Mackinac Sports. Check out at Mackinac Rivers, my Twitter account, me? if you need me. I haven't even been drinking. All right, folks. <laughs> we'll change that in a minute. That Brian. is going to do it for this week's edition of Straight Out of Vegas. I'm Bernie Fratto. Thanks so much for listening. I want to thank Todd Dewey of the Las Vegas Review Journal uh, for joining us. And we've got sports, folks. We've got lines. We've got games on the board. So let's have some fun. Next up, the man from Nashville. He brings it strong. Time for the Jason Martin Show. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! California. Todo lo bueno que me ha pasado ha sido el resultado de ayudando los demás. Así que... Se hizo fácil formar equipo con CalHope. Hi, everybody. I'm Rachel Bonetta, and I have my very own podcast called Benched with Bonetta. You kidding me? Woo! I'm just here so I won't get fined. Every week, I'm going to be talking about all the things I find fascinating about the NFL, and I'm doing something that has never been done before. I'm opening my DMs. DMs now open. <laughs> Listen every Tuesday and join me on the bench. Subscribe now and listen to the Benched with Bonetta podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The NFL Podcast Network is your home for all things football. Do you love hearing analysis around the league with a touch of mirth? Or maybe you enjoy breaking down X's and O's in the college scouting scene. Do you breathe, sleep, and eat fantasy football? Perhaps you love the funny headlines that emerge each week. What if you want in-depth news coverage with reporters? Or what if you want to know exactly how each team got its name? Well, you're in luck because the NFL Podcast Network has a show for everybody. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.